Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since I joined the force, he he has no conscience and he uh, he shows no no remorse. He's the mastermind behind numerous bombings and political assassinations. He uh, has a felony list a mile long: murder, arson, kidnapping, terrorism—you name it. He's the most dangerous and brilliant criminal mind I've ever known. I, for years, I've I've been watching him. Tracking him, studying his every every move. I know his every every mannerism, facial tick gesture. I know him better than he knows himself. And now, after all this time, I finally figured out a way to trap him. I will become him. Welcome to Rewatchability, where the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. My name is Blaine Waters. With me, as always, is. Blaine Waters. What? God. You just, right out the I'm gate. I'm you. <laughs> Wait, you sound like Rob still. You... I'm you. What? You sound like Rob still. <laughs> you didn't change your voice at all. The... I don't know. You don't have the chip in your throat. That's a whole... I have some chips in my throat. I just ate a bag of Lay's really quickly. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a weird sneak peek into the movie we're doing this week. Before we get started, I want to uh, to, to thank our parent network, Entertainment One. We're on the podcast yes. network there. Check out all their podcasts. Thanks, guys. And also thank you to uh, the Patreons, the people that support us. To the, Go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. Uh, you get the episode ad-free and early at a certain, I think it's $3 a month. Mm-hmm. At $5 a month, you can get uh, a bonus episode every once in a while. We did the... The most rewatchable film of all time. Let's Requiem for a Dream. Oh, that was a hard one to get through. And you, you can... I, I found aspects of this movie we're talking about today maybe more squeamish than Requiem for a Dream. Oh, well, let me touch your face and see what no, you say after that. Like... <laughs> not again. Oh, God. How is that a loving gesture? <laughs> I, it I, feels I... like a power move. It's like an alpha dog thing. It seems like one of those torture things, like waterboarding. <laughs> John Travolta touches your face. You'll give up all the info. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for going to patreon.com slash rewatchability and, uh, and and checking it out there. So let's get in uh, to the podcast, to the, to the meat of it. Rob, when did you first see the movie Face Off? John Travolta, Nick Cage, John Woo. When did you first see this movie, Rob? I first faced off with this movie. Oh, jeez. Okay. A long time ago. It was when I was in university, when I was doing my undergrad I remember that we were just watching a whole bunch of the ridiculous Nicolas Cage movies. Well, there was a glut in a very few years. Like, yeah. Like, now, 
if you look at the local cinema, you'll see that everything is filled with superheroes. Right. All the movies are made of superheroes. In the 90s... <laughs> They're the, the late... atoms of, of movies now. They're just made of superheroes. That's right. <laughs> In the 90s, all movies were Nicolas Cage movies. <laughs> all action movies were Nicolas Cage movies. He was in all of them. Yeah, it's weird. He is this dramatic, overly dramatic actor coming out of nowhere to be in every The Rock. Mm-hmm. Con Air. Con Air. Just this glut in, the, in this few years of just Nicolas Cage's face on every big poster. Yeah, so I saw it at the time. I don't remember a lot about it except that the... The face-touching thing became a weird thing that me and my girlfriend did to each other. What? What? Uh. Not like as a, like as a joke. Like it was like – because it's so awful and right. terrifying that if you did it lovingly to your partner, they would be <laughs> – they would be skeezed out in a affectionate way. Especially after you had that bag of Lay's. I don't, I don't know if anyone wants the fingers. Have some dill pickle. <laughs> oh, God. You picked the worst the worst one. The best one. Sour cream and onion on your... Oh, God. So you, you you saw it. You don't remember much about it. Did you like it at the I, time? I may have fallen asleep Oh no! during it because it's a long movie. Were you a big action movie fan? I never have been. Okay. I was way above this movie sure. when it first came out. And by the time that I came around to watching it, you know, I think I was trying to really enjoy the sort of dumb action movie tropes. Like right. that was a new thing, enjoying yeah. dumb things that are bad. <laughs> right. But I was never very good at it. So subsequently, I didn't rewatch this movie since then. It's been one of those movies that we've meant to talk about on the podcast. It's always up there. It's like, well, we can always do face off because we know that it will deliver. Yes. It's got Cage. It's got Travolta. It's got Faces. It's got them off. <laughs> it's got the, the, the woman from Pleasantville in it? Yeah. Yeah? So. There you go. I was excited to Everything watch it, want. but I was in no way a fan of this movie. <laughs> in no way? Not even a little way? Not even like Nicolas Cage's over-the-top acting? Well, the hand thing. Okay, <laughs> you just touched the microphone. I just did it to the audience. That was the sound you hear. Oh, that's awful. Wasn't it terrible? It's just like you have extra long fingers that hit the ears or something. Go it's wash horrible. your face and then come back. <laughs> oh, God. I first saw this movie. I fucking loved it. I loved everything about this movie. Okay. This movie spoke to me on a level that not many movies ever have. Because you have a face. I And, now. and, I, and I don't want it taken off. You know, it's my biggest fear... Someone come along and just steal my face, mm-hmm. and I hear it's easy. It happens. It happens. Sometimes. Colm Fiore can do it for you. <laughs> He's Canadian. He's, like, right around the corner. He has a shop in Stratford. He does them real quick. <laughs> it's like a mask shop with just different people's faces. Yeah, so I I, I loved this movie. I, I loved how crazy Nicolas Cage was. I remember my mom being like, "Ah, oh, John Travolta, you know, he's, he's an actor. Mm-hmm. He's an actor's actor, you know? I think she, was, <laughs> she might have been wrong on that. <laughs> I don't know, Mom. You, you might have been wrong. He's well-respected amongst method actors. Yeah, and Scientologists, I think. Is he a Scientologist? He was the original He was the original, he was the original. Yeah, yeah. Before Tom Cruise. I doubted myself. It was him and Chris D. Alley, basically the cast oh. of Look Who's Talking. <laughs> oh, God. The baby was a Scientologist, too. <laughs> so many things in that baby. So, that's why it had so many voices in his head. Mm-hmm. So I, that I, was L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> and I liked John Woo movies, uh, Chiyun Fat movies. And, right. Um, you were, were you a, you were a fan of all those movies? Oh man, Hard Boiled. 
I have to admit, I'm completely ignorant of his oeuvre or, like, that sort of genre in general. Yeah. Except for, like, the few sort of American Hollywood-type movies that have been made to sort of emulate them. But yeah, Mission Impossible 2 was well, his movie. I know he did yeah. that. The one movie that we talked about that he directed is, of course, Hard Target. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's the snake puncher. That's movie. the snake puncher. <laughs> <laughs> You can either jump the shark or you can punch the snake. Yeah. yeah. That's great. And we'll have to talk about when this movie punches the snake. <laughs> oh, God. Because it may punch the snake multiple times. It, it does a lot of things that it shouldn't, this movie, over and over again. It talks about peaches too much for my liking. I don't I don't like the way he says it. You don't like it. peaches? I don't like the, the way he says it. It's, okay. It really skews me out. I so Come down to Georgia, boy. Get you a Georgia peach. <laughs> How did you get a mint julep? What the hell happened? I don't know. Some guy in a seersucker suit just handed it to me. <laughs> so suffice it to say, to sum up, little little Blaine Waters fucking loved this movie. I, yeah, I everything about it. I would talk to my friends about it. I would make them watch it all right. throughout my life. And I'm surprised I still have friends. But yeah. I mean, you're not going <laughs> to. Well, look around, Blaine. <laughs> just you and me. In a closet. All right. That's great. So, Rob, why don't you run down this phenomenal Shakespearean, if you will, film for the audience. For those who, who have been living under a rock. Under the rock? It, under the rock, yeah. That haven't seen this movie. I will try. Oof. There's a lot going on. And it all starts with Nicolas Cage. Okay, yeah. And his mustache. Oh, yes. And his lips sucking on a straw. Jesus. This is why we don't want single-use plastics. No. Right, right here. Just we don't want Nicolas Cage sucking on a straw. No, that's, that's in the ocean somewhere. Some dolphin is choking on that right now. Oh, God. That just – that image of Nicolas Cage just right away, it's so it's – dis, it, it's disgusting. It's washed out, too. It's like in, in black and white, kind of, but uh, you see it so vividly. Why is he drinking from a straw? Because he's sniping someone, man. Is that what you are supposed to do? Is that like a trick? Because What, you, what, what do you want him to juggle, too? He's trying to snipe and drink. It's, that's two hands right there. He is trying to pick off John Travolta while John Travolta is riding a carousel with his son. <laughs> As you fucking do. As you do. Where is he? The 1800s? <laughs> Why is he riding a carousel in an open-air park with a little... Oh, anyway. It seems like a nice thing to do, a nice whimsical way to spend a Saturday afternoon. You have a, a floppy-haired moppet. You take him to the fair. Just picture like, like a Fozzie on his lap now. <laughs> but... He's under the sights of Nicolas Cage, mm. who waits for the exact moment where the carousel turns towards. Luckily, the carousel is in slow motion at that moment. So yeah, it makes can... it really easy. <laughs> exactly. He can fire. And he shoots. And it hits John Travolta, but only in the shoulder. And we see that it's killed his son. Yeah. It's a pretty bleak way to start this movie. Yeah, he falls off a horse, which is presumably like four feet in the air, and then he wakes up on the ground and looks up to see his son like eight feet from him. Yeah. Like, what? how did he – did he throw his son off the – it just didn't make any sense to me. 
we should do a Mythbusters experiment. <laughs> You'll <laughs> play the get sun. John Travolta, a small child, a sniper rifle. I'll stop you right there. A carousel. No policeman is going to let us do that. <laughs> Even before the guns come in. Okay. <laughs> Cut to six years later. John Travolta is an FBI guy. He yeah. is tracking Nicolas Cage down. He's, and he's he's a he's hard boiled. Not like like John Woo movie. Mm-hmm. He's grown some stubble in the intervening six years. I think it took him that long to grow that. Yeah, that's how you know he's like at rock bottom right now. That's right. He's been pursuing this guy the entire time. Mm-hmm. They end up tracking them down to an airport. <laughs> right. Like yeah. Because his brother, we should say their name is Castor and Pollux Troy. Yeah, that's right. They're because they're they're. I think they're Sagittarius's. Yes. Yeah, must be. And uh, his brother bought on the credit card the, the, their flights, which I, I feel like if you have a credit card as a world-renowned villain, you just don't you just don't use that use that everywhere, you know. Well, they accept it everywhere, so why wouldn't you use it? Amex. <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty crazy, but there's like lots of gross stuff in this scene because we really we see the kind of person that this man is. This man who would shoot a child while drinking from a straw. <laughs> He's like crazy. He's like over the top. He tells the flight attendant to suck his tongue. Yeah, yeah. Which really, she was just trying to get him coffee. That was the wrong way to go about it. She is an undercover FBI agent. That's right. There's also like there's tons of crazy shit that I that just he's he's a bad guy. We're meant to understand. Like at one point he's dressed up as a priest during a performance of the Messiah, and he goes behind a choirster and grabs her ass. Yeah, she's like a very young, very young, extremely uncomfortably young. He's placed a bomb in a church, I, uh, no, a civic center downtown? Yeah. They said it was a civic center, but then there was all these priests around. I don't I don't know. I feel like I feel like locations got lazy. You just have to trust John who knows what he's doing when he puts Nicolas Cage in a <laughs> priest collar and has him yeah. assaulting a child. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Was this was this the forerunner to doubt? What was happening? This... John Woo's doubt. You got the doves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh God. Yeah, but he they end up having this big confrontation in the airport on the plane, and yeah. then it ends up at like a, in a hangar, and John Travolta ends up like throwing Nicholas Cage. He sidekicks him. Yeah, Castor Troy into the path of Hi-ya. like a jet engine. <laughs> what? Okay. Police man, don't shoot me. <laughs> I'm scared, Johnny. <laughs> well, I think you better pull the trigger. Because I don't give a fuck. I'm ready. Ready for the big ride, baby. <laughs> what? How how many like uh, testing tunnels are in airport hangars in the world? I feel like that's a different location. I don't know, but that jet engine is just. We're right- gonna get emails <laughs> from people who run jet testing inside airports, and they're gonna be like, "Stop erasing us." <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Nicolas Cage wasn't so aerodynamic. He he gets <laughs> murdered. We're meant to believe he dies right now. Well, it was very confusing because it seems like, yeah, if 
you got a jet engine to the face that could be potentially fatal. Yeah, I mean, Donnie Darko knows all about that. Yeah. Yeah. But he's just sort of like blown to the end of the wind tunnel against the screen, and then they turn it off, and then John Travolta goes home to his wife and kid, the remaining kid. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the remaining kid, who is a handful because she's a teenager. That's right. She wears eyeliner, Rob. Yeah, she tried to be a little bit gothy, got a nose ring. (laughs) Wore some, like, yeah, big... Yeah, she just put eyeliner on and he goes, I don't even know who you are anymore. She's such trouble. The stuff that this man has to deal with. (laughs) First, he has to take in the guy who killed his son, and then his daughter is trying out things with makeup? What is she, a teenage fucking girl? God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And his wife is a a little little distant because he's been a horrible husband. (laughs) He's been the worst husband. Yeah. He never comes home. He sleeps in his son's room all mm-hmm. the time. Well, it's typical cop stuff. You know, yeah. it's a strain on the relationship. Yeah. And I love this scene because he goes, uh, he goes, hey, I got Castor Troy. Uh, so I'll become a better person now. Like he just goes, I'll go on dates with you. Like you just basic stuff. I'll do the dishes. I'll like walk, take the dog for a walk. I'll uh, I'll go to counseling. Oh, Sean! And then she like falls into his arms. Yeah, like, you have to do that all the way along, man. Well, if you weren't in counseling when your son died, Jesus. Yeah, well, I think we're meant to understand that he's been going through some shit. Yeah, he has and that going. shit is just about to begin <laughs> yeah. because he makes. Some pretty bad choices. <laughs> Some pretty bad choices. Because there's this bomb that is still a problem. <laughs> yeah, is it a bomb or is it like a chemical weapon? They keep on calling it like a bomb, but then the winds they talk about. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of things wrapped into one. It's it's a multi-purpose device. It's yeah. a bomb. There's some chemicals. It's got it all. It Julian's fries. That's nice. right. Yeah. But they don't know where the bomb is. <laughs> oh, man. So that's a big problem because eventually it's going to go off. Not... Anytime soon. No, we have... No, 261 hours, I think, is what's on the clock. Yeah. it's <laughs> a lot. Why? I don't know. Well, let's give them a fighting chance to do this, you know? Like, is there some symbolic reason? No. No, there is a symbolic number in this movie, but that's not the oh. one. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so he has to go find it. The only way to do that is to get his brother, Pollux Troy... To reveal the location of the bomb because mm-hmm. no one's given it up. We meet the cast of characters that surrounds uh, Castor and Pollux and, and they won't give it up. Gina Gershon won't do it. Nope. Other people won't do it. And so they, they're like, there's one way and that's, <laughs> and that's Comfior. That's right. Yeah. We got to take your face off. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's the only way. It's just there's other ways to do this. Maybe uh, maybe put a mic into it. Nope, nope. We're not going to mic the guy. We're just going to send in. They could have done that. I, they could have just asked him politely, but they really just wanted to get John Travolta's face off. Yeah. Because it is looking bloated and weird. <laughs> <laughs> Where's young John Travolta? I'm, I, I don't, Saturday night. Uh, like he's, I don't want to like make fun of him too much, but... He's kind of like his lips are really scary in this movie. They're like, oh no, they're, they're very no, floppity. You don't want to make fun of him too much. Well, I think it's from smoking. That. Yeah, it might be. He's he's into his like older Elvis face at this point. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It's it's. I don't know. His his face does some weird things. I don't think that that's yeah, wrong. It becomes to say. Nicolas Cage's face. 
Jesus. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> so he like he goes to his wife. He's like, I said I was out, but they got me back in. And she's like, sleep in your son's bed again. And he does. And then he goes in for the, for the operation. For the surgery. Yeah. And then they tell him, <laughs> first of all, your enemy nemesis guy, you know, we, we let you think he was dead. He's not dead. Yeah. He's a vegetable. There's so much secrecy in the police in L.A. in this fucking movie. It's insane. It's like if no one shared, like, who the most wanted was. Yeah. It's like, oh, that guy was the most wanted. Why, you should have told me. I would have picked him up. Why did you tell up. me, Frank? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so they, they're like, and you can't tell anyone about this. Like, even your closest friends will not know that you are going to be Nicolas Cage from now on. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And it is an intense surgery. They have to put, a, like, a face vacuum on his face. First they laser off his face. <laughs> what? Then they suck his face off. Yeah, they really do. They don't – is there, like, muscles in the face? I think I would have heard if there were muscles in the face. <laughs> so they just they – just, Don't miss face day, bro. <laughs> they just got face day in the gym. They just cut around. There is like face yoga in LA, by the way. That doesn't uh, surprise me. No. So they cut around his face and then they just go, and the sound effects are great in this scene. They're just like, and they just suck his face off. And then they just leave Nicolas Cage with no face. Yeah. They just, you know, because he's dead he's or dead. in a vegetative state. Yeah. They're very, they're very not clear on what death is. I don't think these are doctors. <laughs> I think these. I think these are horrible, horrible no. med students. <laughs> Colfiore is just playing a doctor. <laughs> he like flatlines on weekends. This is him He's... studying for a role at Stratford. <laughs> <laughs> so they take his face off. They also say like, "Oh, we're gonna put a microchip in your in your throat, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, you'll sound." Like Mr. Peach is over here. They basically go through all the reasons why this wouldn't work and then say why it will work. They're like, (laughs) (laughs) this is like, hey, what about the fact that I'm kind of chubbier? It's like, we'll cut off your love handles. (laughs) (laughs) Everything is solved by lasers in this movie, and I love it. It's so great. (laughs) Kofiora's like, lasers. (laughs) (laughs) What about my taxes? Lasers. (laughs) Just like every every solution. What about the fact that I got great dancing moves? Lasers. (laughs) There were a lot of lasers in those disco discotheques, I'm just saying. That's right. Any moment his face could have gotten lasered <laughs> off. <laughs> ah! <laughs> He's got Saturday night fever. <laughs> that actually happened in entrapment and they had to do it. <laughs> um, so, so Yeah, so he does it. He does it. He, he does goes a through stupid with it. fucking thing. And immediately he regrets it because he's like, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. I quit. He does the whole quitting scene from that movie. And, and, and it's, it's so stupid. And he's they... a little bit torn up because he's just become the man who killed his son. <laughs> I love how they show him a mirror like he's the fucking Joker or something. Mm. It's, it's the worst reveal. Oh, yeah. No, I, I was totally thinking of that scene. Yeah. It was like, mirror. Yeah, yeah. Mirror. He just starts laughing maniacally. But when Nicolas Cage does it later, that is basically what he does. He does do the maniacal Joker laugh. Yeah, he does. It's so crazy. The other thing I like is that Confiore assures them that this is entirely reversible and they'll just plop his face back on <laughs> after. Hey, Doc, Go. what about the psychological trauma from being the guy who killed my son? Oh, that's not reversible. 
<laughs> Nothing can be done about that. That will take years. <laughs> he reminds me of like the doctor in fucking Deadwood or something. Just being like, oh, yeah, I can solve this with mercury. Drink this. <laughs> He's like the worst medical practitioner. <laughs> oh, man. Well, when you have the syphilis, you do what it takes. <laughs> so I have uh, to take my mercury now. <laughs> he immediately gets handcuffed and is going to go to this prison. Yeah, that's right. They sent him to this crazy special prison where apparently the Geneva Conventions don't apply. And so they make everyone wear moon boots. That <laughs> did really think of those trampoline boots that they had in the 90s <laughs> that you could kind of hop on. <laughs> yeah. It's completely magnetized prison. So That's right. Cell phones, it don't work there, which is unfortunate. And they erase all your VHSs. No! <laughs> which is horrible. My VHS copy of Face Slash Off! <laughs> and so it's because if people get in fights, then they just clamp down their boots? That doesn't seem like it would fix anything. Then they're just stuck in one place wailing on each other. Yeah, then they can't escape. <laughs> like, why? You can't escape the fight. Yeah, I, I don't know why they felt the need to add this super technological prison in this... Movie know. where they take somebody's face off and swap <laughs> it with another dude. Yeah. Also, this movie doesn't take place in the near future. This movie takes place in the year 1997. <laughs> it's so this place actually existed. Just, Moon Boots Prison. Just put it into like Minority Report year. Just put, just put it in. Just put it in the future. No. no, no. John Woo doesn't like that. That's too much work. John Woo only likes doves. Yeah, but yeah. there he he tries to ingratiate himself to his brother and get yeah. the information. But he's having a hard time because while he looks exactly like Troy, yeah. looks like Nicolas Cage, he doesn't know how to act like Nicolas Cage. Because Nicolas Cage <laughs> is up here. You can't see my hand, but it's like touching the ceiling. Yeah, it's through the ceiling. And John Travolta is like somewhere over there. <laughs> Um, but he he's just pointed like, to a dust bunny. That's uh, yeah, and it's weird because not only does he have to emulate Troy, his nemesis, to blend in, yeah. but also he has to emulate his nemesis by acting crazy in order to succeed in getting anything done, in escaping later. Which is also stupid because if he like if if you if you saw me on the street and I just walked by, you'd be like fucking asshole. I'm gonna like I'm gonna let into him, right? Because you wouldn't think that ha- me having my face wouldn't be me. That's not like a technology that you think exists in the world because it's too stupid to Wait, exist. I've seen Face Off, <laughs> but this guy hasn't, and he just he goes up and, and Nicholas Cage is like, "So where's the bomb?" and and Castor Troy is, or pa- Paul Troy is like, "Are you really my brother?" Like I was like, "What? What's your doubt?" <laughs> he goes, "Oh yes, brother of mine." Paranoid as ever. He's like reading his character description from the script. Look, bro, you gotta help me. I am so fried. If the psychos in here find out I'm misfiring, we're both gonna be dead meat. Shock treatment? What's the matter with you? Did they operate? I was in a coma. Jesus, you're still so fucking paranoid. Aren't they giving you your medication in here? What was my medication? I hand-fed you those pills for years. Vivex. I haven't forgotten that. But, you know, <laughs> so it's probably confusing because 
Right now, I think there's a documentary about Nicolas Cage's stand-in, and he looks kind of almost exactly like Nicolas Cage, except not quite. Oh, He's like just a little bit off. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. maybe there's a bunch of people who just look like Nicolas Cage, and he's always encountering those people. You have to have a system. <laughs> so it's like, hey, brother. They're like, nah, I'm the stunt double. Nah, not. <laughs> yeah. So he, but the, he does break out of this prison. But the, well, the moment that he gets the information that he needs, that the bomb is in the rec center or yeah. whatever, that is when Troy wakes up. Turns out he wasn't dead. He was in vegetative state. He's been upgraded to stable and horrifying. <laughs> He wakes up without a face, like Mel Gibson, <laughs> and he is pissed. Yeah, because he doesn't have a face. Yeah, he's 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 kind of pissed, but then he claps a lot, uh, so he's also really happy, and he's laughing a lot. I guess there's a lot of painkillers that he's on too. Yeah, well, you know, he's a he's a crazy dude. We're meant to understand. You know, mm. he has those two golden guns and everything like that. Like yeah. that's his personality. He's so like. Yeah. One shot from that gun, you're dead. That's right. (laughs) Goldeneye. Um, Unlike a real gun. So he gets – he kidnaps Colm Fiore and gets him to uh, turn him into John Travolta. Yes. Put John Travolta's face on him. We've seen it like floating in the tank of saline or whatever. (laughs) Right. Well on John Travolta's love handles. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Give him that scar on his chest. From the kid. I don't know if he gives him the scar, does he? I don't know. His wife sleep, sleeps with him. If she didn't notice the scar, I don't, I don't know. It's very... <laughs> I like you better without this scar. <laughs> yeah. Get, get on you for getting rid of it, for erasing our son from your, from your body. Um, anyway, he escapes the prison through crazy, basically just shooting everyone. Yeah, there's a big prison yeah. Although he's a good guy, so he only shoots people in the butt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's right. He kicks the guy. At one point, he's going to be given electroconvulsive therapy, and yeah. he kicks the guy in the balls. Yeah, yeah. That one's pretty good, too. Yeah, that's a good – if you're ever in a fight, do that. It's the It's balls. called the cage. Yeah, but he he goes to the top of this thing and jumps off. It's an oil platform. It's yeah. just – it's not a prison. It's an oil platform. You can see through the oil – anyway. It's fine. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, he, he jumps off. And then he's back. He's back in the world. Yeah. So you better believe he's coming for his face. <laughs> face on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, John Travolta's been living his life. Yeah. He's just been living his le- best life. Which is weird because, like, he doesn't have to go back to his home. He doesn't have to fix things with... John Travolta's daughter, though, also be really creepy towards her. Yeah, he like looks her up and down when she's in her underwear and stuff. It's pretty creepy. And there's like one point where he he like seems to be like going in for something. Yeah, and just to grab cigarettes. Yeah, but that would be fucking traumatizing for a child. That it was it was great. Well, having her dad put a gun to her head. And then lick her face later on would likewise be traumatized. She's just traumatized her. This, this That's movie. normal in my family. <laughs> oh God! No. Happy Easter. <laughs> you don't like guns. Yeah. Oh, Northern Ontario. I don't like. Ah, oh, sweet. But yeah, he but he like totally starts living John Travolta's life. Like yeah, know, goes home to the family table. Yeah. He 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 seduces the wife. Yeah. Tries to like. 
live his life. And why? I don't know. Why doesn't he just call his other bad guys, tell them the score? Like, he's got most of his henchmen seem to be, seem to know what's happening. He's got his brother out of jail. Yeah. Why doesn't he just go back to one of his like warehouses or evil lairs or wherever bad well, guys Well, because go? he can be even more bad in a good position, right? Yes. This is, this is what evil villains know is if you get into the top offs of the land maybe, then you can really make some damage. You yeah. Know? And so <laughs> he – I love that John Travolta is now the bad guy. So like – loving this position he like the president calls him and he's like he's talking to his wife later he's like i said mr president get lazaro out of there let me head up terrorism worldwide it's like what (laughs) does the president make those calls are you honestly if it was the president today yeah yeah exactly he'd be like i like this (laughs) go-getter it reminds me of a young me (laughs) yeah he's really enjoying like he Disarms the bomb and takes yeah. credit for it. Yeah. And then, I don't know, does he do, what, does he have an evil plot that's happening? Or is it mostly just more being, no. So I guess the thing before was more evil. He actually lowered the stakes. He really did lower the stakes because he doesn't bomb anywhere. He doesn't help other terrorists out when he's in that position of power to do so. He actually kills a bunch of terrorists or bad guys to get to... Nicholas Cage or whoever fucking Nicholas Cage is now. Yeah. Yeah. How weird. It's like they've changed sides. He's become the good guy. I know. Yeah. It's weird. I like that they have to like learn from each other. Well, I mean, Nicholas Cage doesn't learn anything from John Travolta. No. But, you know, he's there's sort of like an exchange. It's sort of like the Freaky Friday thing. Yeah. Like you understand the person a little bit better and have a grudging respect for them. Well, yeah. Uh, the... You know, Archer, who is now Nicholas Cage, learns to respect like all, all these people who he threatened with taking away their kids, like uh, right, uh, Gina Gershon. Gina Gershon. He now understands that like she's a mother and has a kid. He doesn't. What didn't he understand before that he learned more of? Is he's just a fucking awful human being before, and then he's um, still not great. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he does a lot of drugs. That's the scene that I remember <laughs> yeah. in this movie. That's a great scene. And then uh, John Woo does that thing that every other movie has since end trailer has emulated where you put like a a soft song or like an old standard song in the middle of like a horrendous fight. Oh, my God. The Somewhere Some... Over the Rainbow by yeah. Olivia Newton-John. There you... Oh, God. Old dancing partner. Yeah, there you go. Nice. Yeah. That was weird. I loved that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is so avant-garde. <laughs> like, no, no, it wasn't. I, it's, it's just horrifying and weird and awful. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's So, yeah, but she dies. The mother dies. Yeah. The, uh, the brother dies. Everybody dies. Everybody dies in that scene. And then they, uh, the, the, the boss dies. John Travolta's boss dies. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go to a funeral and Jamie, the young daughter, has been put to the to like their mother's house or something. I don't yeah. know, but she comes back to the funeral anyway. Well, this is this is where they're gonna. This is where the showdown's gonna happen. Yeah, because he's already he's he's gone home as Nicolas Cage and talked to Joan Allen and mm-hmm. told her that she's got to test the blood type to see that he has A B blood type, mm-hmm. and John Travolta is supposed to have O blood type, and she works in a hospital, so she can do that. So she goes there yeah. to the hospital and does it, mm-hmm. and then Nicolas Cage shows up, but she, 
she doesn't really quite believe. No, because he's, he's wearing him. another person's face. Yeah. Who would believe that? But there is one way that he can convince her. Sweet love. Oh, no. The oh. sweet hand down the face. Oh, God. <laughs> Dill pickle? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are ruffles, not lays. You're not him. <laughs> yeah, he, he strokes her face and she falls back in love yeah. with him. But then, yeah, they are going to have the confrontation at the boss's funeral. And they get into a speedboat chase. Well, first they, after they have. a big standoff. First they have the fight at the church with the doves. Mm-hmm. You can't forget the doves because that's John Woo's signature. Yeah. He bored all of Harry Houdini's doves, just throwing them into sets now. <laughs> he loves those doves. The two guns and the doves. They're still finding doves in the face off set. <laughs> <laughs> Flying out of... Uh, John Travolta like, found one behind his eye. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> yeah, and that's a big confrontation. Yeah, at one point the daughter, she has the gun on both of them, and she doesn't know which one to shoot. Which one's her real dad? Yeah, shoot the hostage. That's what we learn. Right? <laughs> well, she so, shoots her dad. She shoots not the hostage. Die! Please, God, die! Oh! Shut up! Honey, don't listen to him, honey. He's not your father. Hear my voice. I'm your father. Here's your eyes, Jamie. Shut him! Don't listen to him. Don't shoot. Just, just, the scumbag. The scumbag shot your brother, Jamie. Kill him! Claude. No daughter of mine looks so wide. She shoots her dad in, in the in the arm. And then John Travolta takes over and licks her face with that gun. is gross. But he's also given her a knife. She stabs him in the thigh. They somehow get on a boat and they're going through the water. This is how I, I, I figure the pitch beating went. Yeah. It's <laughs> just like lots of coke. And they're in a boat. And then it's like the boat stuff. The absolutely and, uh, necessary boat chase scene. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then they end up on an island and they have like a big thing and he gets harpooned. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But well, not before cutting up his face. Oh, I love that. When John suit. Travolta's like, Yeah, you win, but you'll never get this baby back. And he's like, Blah, cuts it up with glass. Yeah. Ah, you're yeah. scarred for life. <laughs> I mean, if they can reattach faces, I think that they can handle this little. This guy is so good uh, multitasking because he's cutting up his face as he's holding on to a harpoon that is about to, like, hit him in the stomach. And kill him for good. It's like the sniping and drinking thing. Again, he's he's very he's very good at it. That's how they should have been able to tell them apart because John Travolta can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> he like tries to pat his head and rub his stomach. And he's nope. like, nope, bam, <laughs> you're dead. Yeah. And so uh, he kills him. They do put his face back on, even though that was the only doctor in the world that could have done it. Yeah, that's right. Somehow it happens. Well, Even though he cut his face up, there's no scarring. I would be worried if I were him. That, like, they wouldn't put it back on right, and it has, like, a little bit of sag to it. Like, it always looks like you're smirking or something. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... What's so funny, Sean? Yeah. I told you my face is like this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, it's a long story. I'll tell you about it sometime. I would want to see somebody who'd done this face transplant before me. Yeah, right? Like, can you practice on this potato first before you do it to my face? Yeah. God. But then he goes back home, and his daughter is done experimenting with strange hairdos, and everything's okay. And he replaces his dead son with oh, a yes. lookalike. The exact same hair, height, 
Yeah. Look. Who is Nicolas Cage's son? Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Oh, yeah. You didn't realize that? No. Yeah, because when... Uh, no, Gina no, sorry. Gr- Nicholas. Oh, I thought you meant the actor. I thought it was his actual son no. in the show. No. I was like, I, I went through the behind the scenes. I didn't find that. Yeah, no. It's okay. it's it's Caster Troy's son. Yeah. Which is, you know, makes it like a meaningful... Carthage Troy or something. Gesture. I don't know what the fuck his name would be. <laughs> Some awful, stupid name like that. Yeah. Pisces Troy. And that's the movie. That's the rundown. There are a lot of uh, action sequences in there where they point guns at mirrors. Yeah. We and... couldn't describe all the action sequences in detail. No. Well, let's try. Okay. So first, <laughs> John Travolta jumps up. He does a sweeping kick. Right. Oh, yeah. He but then he ducks gun. Him. Yeah. Okay. Good. We're going to be right back with some trivia, some behind-the-scenes stuff, and more. And a I'm live gonna... facial transplant. <laughs> I'm going to put my face on Rob's face. And I'm going to take my face off of Blaine's face. (laughs) Wait, what? Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking Face Off, John Woo, Nicolas Cage. There's another guy in there. Joan Allen. Joan Allen. Uh, Dominique Swain. She makes it such a pleasant bill. <laughs> yeah, it is a very nice town. It's weird it? seeing her act with other actors in color. <laughs> I, it's weird seeing her act with other people around trying to act. Yeah. It's well, hard. trying. <laughs> so, Rob, I have, I have some trivia questions for you. All right, let's you, do it. You might get these. These are Some of these are pretty simple. There's an actor in this movie. Okay. I do not believe you. But it's a bit, bit part, bit part in this movie, but they directed The Notebook. Do you know uh, what character they played? Yeah, it's that uh, it's the ball guy, the criminal, the brother dude, Nick Cassavetes. Yeah, he directed the Notebook. <laughs> he did direct the Notebook. That's fucked. Yeah, he also directed years later the um, Dominique Swain, the, the daughter in Alpha Dog. Oh, so they did. They they came they came back together. Neat. There. What was the weird thing where they like he was supposed to be Gina Gershon's brother, and then they made out before they got killed yeah so in the script they weren't supposed to be brother and sister and that's why they shot that scene first no that would have made sense though right no it's just uh, it's just they got together and we're like hey brothers and sisters kissing is weird let's do it <laughs> worked in star wars <laughs> <laughs> this movie's gonna be as big as star wars oh if only they took a luke's face off in that movie and put it on han's face and yeah. han's face and anyway so how is this movie Connected to last week's movie, American Psycho. How is this week's movie connected to American Psycho? In, wait, in which way? Like through an actor? Sure. That's a good first guess, and that's right. <laughs> You're saying that they share, there's an actor in both of these movies. Yes. <sighs> yeah. 
He didn't die in American Psycho, and he did die in this movie. I, I, I'm not sure. Who is it? Uh, Christian Bale. <laughs> You're so close. You're not. It's, it's Matt Ross who played Lewis, the, the guy um, oh. in, the, in the bathroom scene with Christian right. Bale. He is an agent in this movie as well. Oh, and he I gets notice uh, that. And he gets murdered. In this movie. There are some other good people in this. I recognize Tommy Flanagan, who's from Sons of Anarchy. He's that guy with those fucking Chelsea smile scars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck. Oh, yeah. Jesus. I know. Well, there's uh, Margaret Cho's in this movie, too. That's right. For fucking no reason. What is she doing? I. Why not? No. What, you, you're saying that an Asian-American woman can't be in a movie? <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Rob. <laughs> Am I on the right side of history here or what? <laughs> um, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying she's better than this fucking movie. She's so funny. Man, and they probably her... let her like upgrade her apartment or whatever. <laughs> she probably got whatever. to go on a stand-up tour and tell jokes yeah. to a bunch of yokels with this money. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I do want to go back to Matt Ross before I move on. She's to... a little bit underused. I know what you're saying. She is under... She doesn't have any jokes. No jokes. She could have been so funny as like someone who actually had some substance, like a character that has some substance. Mm. But Matt Ross, the guy uh, in both these movies, American Psycho and this movie, he directed Captain Fantastic. I didn't know that. What's Captain Fantastic? It's like this new movie with uh, that, that guy from Eastern Promises. Viggo Mortensen? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's about the guy who yeah. raises, he wants to raise his family in a unique way, and the law's like, "You're not normal," and they yell at him a lot. Yeah, send your kids to school <laughs> and inoculate them. All right, so there was a. I'm gonna go way back here in 1872. Okay, I'm there. I have cholera. He <laughs> was. Wow, you went there. You went there and came back with cholera, and that's why you have to uh, vaccinate your kids. All right, so in 1872, there was a book released by Samuel Butler that figures in this movie. What book was that? So I know this. It is nice. what I, however you spell nowhere backwards, which is the name of the prison yes. where they wear the moon boots. The moon boots in prison. <laughs> Erewhon. Yeah, and that's also the name of uh, the book by Samuel Butler. It was uh, it was a book, kind of like Oliver's Travels or Flatland, like a book that was about a utopia or or some derivation thereof, oh. and uh, and so it had like you know a little bit more more. Uh, it was about the age of machines and stuff. So I think this futuristic prison was trying to somehow get into that. For no reason, because it's not about yeah. Castor and Paul's Troy. It's not about you know. Well, that's like the this movie throws a lot at the wall and expects it to stick. Like yes, the Castor and Pollux. It's like everything has moon boots. They're not even twins. Yeah, <laughs> they're not twins. In this movie, they're just brothers. They got the moon boots. They have the whole taking your face off and switching it with another guy's. Yeah, like it seems like some of those elements don't even really need to be there in the movie. No. I mean, I guess the face-off you need. I mean, yeah. Otherwise, it's just a hockey movie. There was the number that I was referring to also figures into the Gemini thing. They named prisoner number 621. Uh, So that's the six-month, 21st day. That's the end of the Gemini reign. And I know that because I'm a Gemini. Oh, my God. I have two faces. One of them is yours. I knew that. In a vat of of saline. That's... uh... I mean, <laughs> stole your nose and your face. Hey, <laughs> um, so Mom Blaine stole my nose and my face. 
<laughs> Give it back. Okay, so uh, the writer came up with the story. This is the behind-the-scenes portion. I feel like I'm looking through your eyes. <laughs> this is behind the scenes. The writer came up with the story after his friend had a hang gliding accident. Oh, my God. And their face got fucked up. Like sliced off? Uh, well, later, because they had, to t- they had to take a skin graft off of his face to then do facial reconstruction oh, and then put his face back on. That makes me feel so squeamish. Watching the face transplant scenes in this movie made me feel so squeamish. Like I yeah. could barely watch them. I know. It's just sound effects for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stop eating lace. <laughs> so he must have seen that and been like, oh, I want my friend's face. You know, like that, and yeah. that started the movie. It's like, my friend's handsome. Take that face. <laughs> I go skydiving or sky gl- hang gliding, I guess. Okay. So. I already talked about the Gina, Gershon, and Nick Cassavetes coming up with the brother-sister kiss. Right. They just, like, were on set and were like, let's do it. Let's let's try this out. No one's going to see this movie. <laughs> we're both in long-term relationships, and we didn't have a chance to kiss anyone else in this movie. So we're going to make it here. Just, you know, as a little thing outside our relationship, yeah. you know? Gina Gershon th- likes the sexiness. It's for the movie. And the weirdness. It's for the movie. So early drafts had... Archer going to Castro Troy's mom's house as like a like a thing instead of going to like the lair of bad guys, which to be fair is a little stupid. Like all the bad guys hang out in one clubhouse. Yeah, like, what are they still five? It's <laughs> <laughs> so weird. No girls allowed, and so it was it's stupid. And Gina Gershon's allowed. <laughs> Gina Gershon is allowed. And that other girl who makes Nicolas Cage color a peach again. Yeah, uh, so weird. He's always grabbing girls' butts and being like, Peach. Yeah, that wouldn't stand now. You could never be like the Democratic contender for president. <laughs> <laughs> Whose side are you on, Rob? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's, it's fair. He, or he does touch obviously a lot the of Republican. <laughs> yeah. And Rob, the writers had dream casting for this. We'll talk about alternate casting for this movie. Oh, do tell. But the dream casting for the mom. Would you say that it would be a a, a a a dame of the acting world? You know, a Judy Dench type. A, you know, someone that has acted a lot and they wanted, they revered, and they wanted her in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, not. It's it's it's. Uh, they wanted Jack Nicholson in drag. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing. <laughs> First of all, Jack Nicholson is a queen. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jack Nicholson... He would spill the tea all over the place. All right. That's a drag queen term. I think you're you're just thinking about the queen. like the (laughs) Helen Mirren? (laughs) Okay, we'll move on. We'll move on. I mean, that would have been quite the twist. Yeah. After seeing Mars Attacks, I know Jack Nicholson can do a lot of different characters, but... He's uh, very versatile. But this one might have been a little out of of his league. I mean... It's the only thing that this movie could do to be more crazier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would be the craziest at that point. There's alternate casting. Uh, two, so much alternate casting. Uh, but two of the, of the pairs that were up for this role. One was Michael Douglas and Harrison Ford. Oh, I could see that. They're sort of like... Yeah, they're sort of interchangeable in a way. Yeah, totally. And they were... Like at their heights at that uh, time too, right? For sure. Michael Douglas was like, "I'm not fucking doing this," but he thought the idea was so stupid that he produced it. 
Uh, so, <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Let's make John do this. <laughs> he just picks an actor that he hates. <laughs> Fucking Scientologist twerp. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage turned this role down. Really? Yeah. He was like, I don't want to be a bad guy. But then when he learned that half the movie, he's the good guy, he was like, I'm in. I'll do that. <laughs> he still didn't want to play the bad guy, though. That yeah, was the confusing exactly. part. <laughs> he's so good at being the bad guy, though. So John Travolta is going to wear my face for this? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, the other pairing was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. Okay. That, that would have been interesting. That would have been pretty great, in my opinion. Just because they were so— insane. It's because they were so big and, you know, sort of like the same type yeah. of, you know. Like, it would have been great because they could have been like, well, we were going to do this with any other person, but you're the only one that fits his build. So you're the only one that we can swap faces with. Yeah. Well, one thing that this movie reminded me of was fucking Heat. <laughs> okay. The movie? Yeah. Because, you know, they're trying... A lot trying... of face swapping in that movie. Well, I mean, they're playing, like, these are these two characters who are sort of opposite, but also kind of the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... They even meet for that, uh, like, lunch scene. That's right. Yeah. And here, I mean, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage only really have a few scenes together where they're not lying on a gurney. One of them is where they're doing that, like, you know, they're both on the other side of that mirror. Yeah. And Nicolas Cage gives... Well, John Travolta gives that speech. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It's interesting. So, I mean, a Schwarzenegger Stallone version would be would be interesting because it would have, like, the same sort of feel as, like, a De Niro Pacino sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That would also have been a great cast. Yeah. If Whereas, they would have ever stooped to this movie. <laughs> but I don't really think of, like, John Travolta and Nicolas Cage as similar. No, me neither. And every other pairing is, like, very similar. Like, I think anyone who hadn't watched a lot of their movies would, you know, it would be like a Jeff... Bridges type scenario yeah. for you, Rob. Jeff Bridges, Jeff Daniels. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Jeff off. I'm <laughs> <laughs> on my face. <laughs> Going in to rent Jeff off the movie? You have to be over 18, kid. <laughs> anyway, what what do you think of the performances? Uh, they, they followed around each other for months, looking at each other walk and uh, laying with each other's wives just to get... And I remember seeing the behind the scenes when I was a kid of this movie and just being like, yeah, I followed uh, I followed him around for ages. You know, I, I did this stuff. I, I watched him in the bath. Like They were just talking about how much they lived together just to get the feel of each other. Did you feel that they pulled it off, Rob? No. <laughs> you know but- what? I feel like they did a little bit if you look for it. If you really look for it, they do. I think there are moments where they try, but it's almost a crazy proposition because Nicolas Cage, as I was saying before, is always like way up here. And so it's not really so much as meeting each other in the middle. It's that like everybody needs to try to link up with Nicolas Cage. And I guess probably with John Woo because he seems kind of crazy too. But like – John Travolta doesn't have that kind of energy. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He is, you he know. He's like a vitamin B shot before he goes on set. Yeah. yeah he's... That said, he does He does some admirable stuff. Like he brings his own sort of manic nature to it as well. But it doesn't seem like a Nicolas Cage performance or like shades of Nicolas Cage or nuances. And Nicolas Cage, I don't even think he tries to play John Travolta. <laughs> He's just like, I mean, he's just Nicolas Cage. Yeah, he's just Nicolas Cage. He plays John Travolta by being like a sad sack. 
Yeah. He, like, he has like these downcast eyes like, okay, I guess my wife is just going to be taken by another oh. man. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess my whole life is just upended and I'm here in this prison. He just That's how he plays John Travolta and it's it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think I think they both bring something to the roles, but they have no idea what each other are bringing or how to bring that themselves. Yeah, I, I, they, I mean, they're both. This movie <laughs> only really works. We broke Rob. If you accept the premise is absurd. Yes. Well, and that nobody is capable. Nobody involved in this film is capable of making it work. The the funny thing about this movie is every time someone had to say something about the plot of this movie, they went, I know it's crazy, but like it was it, every time – it was like the actor was like, hey, can I add something to my line? Uh, do you mind if I just uh, preempt my line with something? Because every – like it was every time. It was like, oh, the – OK, so I need to get you here to kill them, but I need to explain the plot of the movie first. Sit down. It's going to – be while like it was just every time they had to say anything about it like, yeah uh, it's like don't look at my face honey or my voice uh, but i'm a different person <laughs> you know you're a doctor so you must know they could take faces off. like it's just so stupid so much explanation explanation has to happen in this movie yeah yeah anyway. yeah it seems like a really bad breakup uh excuse <laughs> hey I'm your boyfriend. I know I don't look or sound like your boyfriend, but I had to swap my face. Anyway, obviously we can't be together now. <laughs> I got to have my 50 bucks and leave. <laughs> 50 bucks for being Yeah, you pay boyfriend. somebody to break up with your girlfriend. <laughs> and say that you got the face off. Wait, no, no, Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. No one pays someone to break up with other people. Is that has this been a thing that's that's happened? No. <laughs> no, no. Anyway, did you did you find this movie rewatchable, Rob? I have to be honest. I did not enjoy watching this film. And I well, thought, you know, I really tried to let myself sink into it because I know that this is a bit ridiculous. I know that it's a movie that is beloved by people, Blaine. I know that if for a certain in a certain genre this is you know, influential. I read that this influenced The Departed. Yeah, every word you say is is a listener lost right now. Okay, <laughs> so keep going though. But uh, dig that hole. Okay, I I just found it really long and oh, hard God. to watch and pay attention to, and it's just like there's so much that happens before even the faces get taken off. <laughs> this is this is another this is another Fifth Element moment, man. Okay. The whole internet is going to rally and they're going to hate us because I am kind of on your side. <laughs> right? I think this movie, I fucking loved it when I was a kid. You loved it. I was all about this movie. I had the poster. You were going to name your firstborn child face slash off. It was going to be brilliant. Hopefully they were going to be twins. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah, I just, I, I loved it so much. And then watching it now... The acting is all over the place and the plot doesn't make any sense. It feels like anyone could have written this movie. And before I was like, it's stupid, but it's so stupid that no one could have written it. Mm. And now I'm like, no, they didn't even try. It's just stupid. It's just kind of stupid. Yeah. And And I also find that like John Woo's directing, it's just like everything. Like there's way too much stuff happening all the time. And there's so much like symbols and mythology and stuff that doesn't really mean or do anything. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I mean, the dove represents the duality of man, so oh. yeah. that's what was happening there. That's a lie. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I think that this. I don't know why John Cassavetti's son was in this movie. I don't know why this movie got made. There must have been some pretty persuasive people behind this movie. But this was a big success. This made like it was. a billion dollars. And there's so many – I'm trying to look past my nostalgia for it because when wa- I was watching it and I laughed. I had a good time. I was entertained mm-hmm. while rewatching it. But I, I, I was looking at it critically and it was just a bad movie. Like Con Air is a better movie than this movie. Right. Like it has a premise that's just as stupid. I mean not just as stupid, but it's, it's stupid. But not – dare not be as stupid as this and has better one-liners, you know, like put put the bunny down. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The Rock is – it's unimpeachable. And this movie is just full of peaches. Full of peaches. And that's why it's so peachable. Peaches. Yeah. For me. <laughs> So I think we're going to say this I am going to say this movie is rewatchable if you've seen it already. Mm-hmm. If you if you've That is I the definition of rewatchable. Thank I you, guess Brian. This is the only way you finally be done it. You finally pinned it down. Wait, is that what we're doing on this <laughs> yeah. podcast? What the fuck? No, I I'm I'm going to say if you watched it when you were a kid in the night you, you know and you loved it then, then it'll have good feelings for you now, but I think this is only a movie to to watch looking back at it if you're Watching it to be re-entertained by something, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm glad that it exists, but I don't ever want to have to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's it's a fallen star for me. Aww. It really sucks because I, I I love this movie so much, and sometimes it just falls off. This is like in my top twenty. I'm the like, look on your face right now. I know. Yeah, if you could uh, capture this look. <laughs> on my face and freeze it forever and put it in a vat of saline. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. Yes. And you can check out our, our Patreon at mm-hmm. patreon.com slash rewatchability if you want to uh, to donate and keep our podcast going. If you don't have money, which is a lot of us these days, you can just you can just tell someone about this podcast yeah. if you'd like. They might like it, and then you might have a chance to talk uh, about what uh, what better jokes we should have made about the movie to your yeah. friend, right? Um, Face on, <laughs> right? We should have we should use that. And then, if you want a T-shirt, you can go to T Public. If you want to talk to us, you can come to to Twitter. You can go right. to Facebook. We're there, and uh, and you can talk to us. It's just Face rewatch- off book. <laughs> okay, we've. We've, I think we've beat that that person <laughs> into submission. We've kicked that joke into a turbojet engine. <laughs> and lastly, but not least, this is maybe the most you could do is go to give it a, a rating on on in iTunes. Yeah, Apple Podcasts, I think, is what it is now. And and thank you so much for listening. And uh, we'll be back with another great movie. 